When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to another Melchester Odyssey. Uh, I have in my left hand the 10th of September 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. I'm even going to waggle it a bit so you can hear it. Oh, Lovely. You can, you, you can tell me. that that's vintage comic paper because there's, Sounds like it, doesn't it, it kind of yeah. gets it gets more brittle and almost feels yeah. more weighty over time because I presumably it absorbs, absorbs moisture over time from the atmosphere. I guess so. I think we all do. Yeah. It's got that, I know it's got I that roughage. It's got that roughage about it yeah. that 80s comics had, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got that it's, smell. High, high wood content. Do you remember an advert for Aftershave where the line was this? Ah, the smell of it. <laughs> I vaguely do, yeah. I couldn't tell you which one it I'm was. I'm going to look that up and try to... I'll send it to you later. Top like time machine. Ah, ah the, the smell of it. it. Oh, talking of funny slogans, I tweeted the funniest bit from... You know, I've been watching doing my own personal Sweeney Odyssey... And I tweeted the yeah. funniest fucking bit from any of them, which is when they walk into a barber's and the barber's cutting the hair of a little boy. Yeah. And he goes, mm. make your nice tidy boy for mummy. <laughs> yeah. Really kind of sinister, but brilliant. And I just yeah. really want to start using that. In, sort of in response <laughs> to people who might be being yeah. dickheads on Twitter or social media. I, yeah. I don't quite know what it means, but if they're like trying to give it the big one. And you just respond with a clip that just says, mate, you're nice, taddy, bye for mummy. Just confuse and bemuse yeah, them. Yeah, confuse them. But also it feels, sinister sort of feels belittling. Yeah, I'll, yeah, good. I'll make you a nice, taddy, bye for mummy if you're not careful. I'll tidy you up. That's a, that's a brilliant line, that. Mate, you're nice, taddy, bye for mummy. When I first saw that line, I couldn't stop watching it. And then I had to try and clip it out and I just kept showing it to Len. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of us just sat there watching it again and again laughing it was almost like at the level of um, we're just ordinary men yeah it was like I know where a line just gets stuck in your head and I can't stop saying it around the house mate you're nice taddy bye for mummy <laughs> and the chops advert of course yeah of course chops the worst ever in terms of a chops. line getting stuck in your head <laughs> so there it is there is the uh 10th September 1983 issue, Roy the Rovers. The sign, please, page, which is, of course, the centre spread. Um, I'm not going to get you to guess it because it says on the front who it is, but it's it's the mighty John Gregory. Someone who, yeah, uh, um, you know, a uh, a recurring character in this podcast, not in the yeah. Roy, uh, the Melchester, but just in Top Flight Time Machine generally. 
because of he course was, he, um, yeah another person that my brother Cass uh, nearly ended up in a fracas with. with at QPR yeah I can imagine that I can imagine that he was a weird one Gregory because he got the Aston Villa job and he was a kind of an unlikely contender for it but they did it really well for about 18 months yeah to the extent and they it looked like he was probably going to be the England manager yeah and then it all went to shit. Well, and then he had other jobs for after me, that. Shit. For me, the, the moment at which his fucking... His credibility waned with me was when he, Stan Collymore, who was playing for Villa, had to take leave because of mental health issues. And, of yeah. course, this was a different issues. era, I should say, when the understanding was less. But it didn't help that John Gregory, in a press conference, gave it the old... Says he's got mental health issues, he's depressed or something. <laughs> Bloody hell, I wouldn't mind being depressed on that kind of weekly wage. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. see how I can be depressed. And yeah. I just thought, oh, oh, I see. You are a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not often you take oh, you find man. yourself on Collymore's side, either. <laughs> this is true so that's John Gregory a very curious character from yeah like from the origins of Top Flight Time Machine where we talked about early 90s Premier League football yeah because Cass shouted at him from an upper tier at Loftus Road because he managed QPR and of course in yeah. this picture here he was playing for QPR and then he managed them for I think a decent amount of time and he just shouted Gregory you wanker Right, something like that. And John Gregory just turned around and did exactly what John Terry did to my brother. He just went, come on in. And my brother went, what? Because you don't expect it. And he was doing with his hand, just going, come down here then. Come down here if you've got so much to say. Of course, my brother simply sat back down sheepishly. (laughs) A recurring theme by that point. (laughs) So that's John Gregory. If you want to... Get a big double page uh, spread of him signed. You can get on the eBay and try and buy the. I might send that to my brother as a wind up. It'd be a good banter to get that framed and send it in the post. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so there we've got we've got the uh, Roy the Rover story's kind of been restored back to the front cover again, uh, and there's there's three frames of it this time. It's a very good looking cover, but it's not Roy who's on the front cover. It is Rob Richards, who of course is the young pretender. To Roy's throne, and it says at the top. Although Roy Race had left Melchester Rovers to become player manager of Walford, oh, it doesn't actually. For the first time in months, it doesn't mention the fallout with the directors. No, in that bit, that's that's a bit of progress. And it says, 18-year-old Rob Richards was already being hailed as his successor in Melchester's opening match of the 83-84 season against Tynecaster. And we see that um, Blackie Gray has slid beautiful defence-splitting pass to Rob Richards. And there we have our fans there, uh, as always, commenting on what's happening. Uh, That's a great ball from Blackie Gray. Young Richards must score this time. Um, Because he's missed a couple already. Scored one early doors in the game, but then he's missed a couple. And he's missed this one again. He's put this fucking screwed it wide. Oh no, says Rob Richards. And uh, the crowd, ever supportive, of course. Uh, someone says, he's missed it by a street. I've never heard that phrase before. <laughs> Have you? I've never heard that. No, no. By a street? What fucking I like is hell. the way that Rob Richards goes, oh no, which when you miss. Yeah. 
quite badly. I mean, I know I've got personal insight to this because I've been in numerous situations on a football field where it has seemed harder to miss than score and yeah. I've somehow contrived to miss. And I know that feeling is one of the worst feelings in life. But you never say, oh, no! like that fuck yeah you say fuck or you don't say any or sometimes you go can't which is you're sort of aiming at yourself slash god the footballing gods Mm. Maradona sat on his cloud (laughs) hey I think you'll miss this one my friend (laughs) (laughs) shoots a bolt of invisible lightning from his finger that's how it works Mm. that's how it works so then um, yeah he's he's screwed it wide uh, and again, Blackie puts uh, a reassuring, consoling arm, or hand on Rob Richards. Um, I'm going to say slender shoulder. He's not as well built as Roy is. No. He's young and rakish. And um, the crowd, someone says, uh, reckon the kid became overconfident after scoring their opening goal. And then he is one for the fans of cheap, lowbrow humour. Yeah. Uh, another one says, "Looks as if Blackie is going to pull him off." Um, we're not going to comment on that. Maybe we're that's that where Frank Skinner got the idea for his routine in the nineties from. <laughs> his entire routine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Frank Skinner. He's really funny, but he is. He's great. It does sort but of then, remind me in the nineties. I went to see him a few times live because I was like really into him in the nineties. Yeah. But let's be honest, a lot of his jokes were basically that. Yeah. Well, now he's now he's on Sky Arts presenting their coverage from the fucking here. Fucking well, he, he's, a, he's a very well-educated man. He is, and he I think yeah. he studied Shakespeare at university, and is like yeah, very. He's, he's yeah, he's. I mean, you've got to admire him. He's very educated he's and intelligent, but he's yeah. also capable of making fantastic knob gags. And who are we to well, argue with that? I, I was watching Comedy Central recently, and his most recent live set was on there from the Leicester Square Theatre, where we have also plugged the boards, mm. lest we forget. Um, uh, he, d- he did about 20 nights there, because it's a smallish venue. We did one night and didn't sell it out. He sold out all 20 nights, and uh, it was filmed for uh, it's on Comedy Central. And he, he's talking about how he's, his sense of humour and his style has changed and matured over the years. Mm. But then he slips in one or two gags, which are... Horrific. Yeah. <laughs> just to just to kind of let everyone know that he's still got he's that. He's still about got him. it. And it's great. Yeah, I kinda it's like great. that. Actually, I went to see him do a work in progress at um the place that we played at King's Cross. Oh yeah. The sixty Took capacity. One north down or seat. two north down or whatever. Two north down, yeah. Um he played there. I saw him there. So that's two places Frank Skinner has played. That we've all said that. Uh, we've also played. Look, he's right. So, Following, he's, he's, he loves our output and he wants to follow in our footsteps. He does. That's what it is, yeah. He's seen us, our career path as something to follow. Mm. So, yeah, we're not going to... And his radio show's good. And he, um, he, uh, yeah. he, I think it's a podcast too. And the podcast mm. wins awards. He's also launched a side pod from his... This is his absolute radio show, isn't it? Yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. He's now got, he now does a poetry podcast as well because he's a huge poetry fan. Is that right? And I imagine that was probably one of his demands when he signed the contract. You got also. I want a poetry podcast yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm into it. But nobody will listen to that. Doesn't matter. Doing it. <laughs> Good for him. Anyone can do a fucking podcast though. Fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. You don't need a contract to do it. Just start fucking doing it. Yeah, just fucking do it. Look at us. My the West Ham podcast that I not the one I do. But I've mentioned it lots of times on the pod. 
the one that I listen to. They they do it as a Patreon, yeah. and they do a huge amount of output. They charge a fiver yeah. a month, and they do right. so much output, right? Like loads of podcasts, written content every day. You get exclusive news because they're at ITK, uh, but loads of other stuff. Mm. Great player interviews nonstop. It's a whole fucking big content operation. To the extent that I look at it, I think, fucking hell, they must be knackered, right? £5 a month, I think that's very reasonable. And I uh, I very rarely get involved in conflicts on Twitter. I try to avoid it. But all yeah. these West Ham fans are just fucking slating them. Like, you fucking money-grabbing cunts. Oh, God. I fucking, I waded Fuck in off. today, mate. I waded in. I went, hang on, these people are doing a full-time content operation. If you yeah. don't want the content, fine, don't buy it. You don't oh, have to. By all to, means, yeah. Right. But why are you, like, literally, they get trolled every day. They're just Fucking incessantly hell. trolled in a really vitriolic, like, mean way. And I can't even Jesus. see what the fucking rationale is of the people. It's like, if you think that's too much for what it is they're mm. doing, I personally think it's a massive bargain. But if you don't, then just don't buy it. What do, you, do you ring up the Guardian's offices or the Sun's offices and go, I mean, how much a copy of the Sun costs now? Probably like 50p or something. I don't know. Oh, a copy of the Sun will be about a quid, I reckon. Seriously? So Probably, yeah. do you walk past, it's like the self-righteous brothers in Harry Enfield who call up fucking News UK and go, You're fa- I cannot believe it. You're charging a quid just for a load of news and pictures on printed on bits of paper. It's disgusting, <laughs> you money-grabbing fucking arseholes. You toe rags. So don't buy it, cunt. Fucking hell. Amazing, isn't it? That's exactly it, yeah. But it's like, but it's about our club, what's close to our eyes. Yeah, well, that, I'll tell you what We're else is on. There's, there's a million other fucking podcasts out there that are free. Yeah, yeah and exactly. Every, cl- every fucking club's got about a billion cunts doing YouTube channels that are free as well. So yeah. you're not going to want, it's not like this is the only source of fucking news. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yep, exactly. But, but By the way. if you're into horses, ghosts, uh, digging. What are our other mm-hmm. things? Ch- land chops, um, and Roy the Rovers. Then you basically have to subscribe this to one. this because we are the. O- There's no other podcast covering that mix of subjects. There just isn't. We're no. the only show in town, so you kind of are bang to rights. You have to pay, pay for us. Yeah, completely. Uh, it's definitely one of the top two podcasts in the world. Um, yeah, the Sun's seventy pence now. It's just gone up to a pound on a Saturday. But seventy pence Monday to Friday, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, and this this that West Ham thing, five or a month. That's what, just over a quid a week. It's about four podcasts a week, uh, plus loads of other shit. It's amazing. I mean, only if you're a West Ham fan. I'm not trying to punt it to non-West Ham fans. And by the way, I've just remembered I do a West Ham podcast that's completely free. Although I am thinking of starting to charge with it for it a little bit. But I mean, you know. Okay. You heard it here first. But I might so, not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, you just spitballing now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's get back All to right. the content. Yeah, let's get back to the content. So we're not going to we're going to dwell on the pulling him offline. Mm. We're going to turn the pages into the uh, the double page spread inside. And uh, the Melchester fans were right in the sense that he's been substituted and not gently masturbated on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, obviously the crowd have got plenty to say. Um, Never mind, lad. It's only your first game in the big time. He's got his whole life to bounce back. And at least he scored. He hasn't got his whole life to bounce back. He's not still going to be trying to bounce back when he's 52. Yeah, even if he doesn't bounce back this year, he'll have another chance next year. No, he might be booted out of the game for good. 
Um, and he's being applauded off the pitch by a policeman and that's all what looks like needs. a ghost. Uh, that's like, there's a man in a white suit there, yeah. It's like from Randall and Hopkirk, deceased exactly ghost. Like that, he used to dress yeah. like that, didn't he? So that's nice. Um, all bases covered there, copper and a ghost. Have you ever seen a, a copper applaud a player off the pitch? Never. Nah. <laughs> Never. And I tell you what, them, it? if it happened and I was a player, I'd be like, keep your clapping, pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is Melchester and they're all soppy cunts there. Um, so he sat on the bench now with a blanket wrapped around him. Um, and he's thinking, it, says, it was a chastening moment for the young striker. There's a big word for young readers, chastening. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, the new Roy the Rovers, they're calling me, huh? I have a long way to go before I'm half as good as he is. And then we see him. He looks like he's got tears in his eyes. His eyes are all bloodshot. <laughs> and he's uh, maybe he's got hair fever. And he's thinking, oh, I wonder how he's getting on right now over at Walford. What are you thinking about? Stop fucking thinking about that. You've got your own fucking shit to worry about, mate. No wonder you can't fucking concentrate on fucking about the back of the net. Useless little prick. So I mean, Kenny Dalglish didn't sign for fucking Liverpool and continually think about how Kevin Keegan was getting on at Hamburg. Yeah, I know. I wonder how Kevin is getting on in Hamburg. (laughs) I heard he'd invested in a couple of German shepherds and had a deal over his meat supplies. Sounds great. (gasps) With a neighbour and teammate. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Uh, he has been offered something they take over there called Compton Sprinkle. I hope he doesn't. (laughs) I hope he isn't tempted by it. (laughs) And uh, back to Walford. Uh, Walford were at home to North Vale, uh, and at that very moment, um, Roy is on top of his game. He's slaloming through the North Vale defence. Uh, oh, this is magic stuff. <laughs> Race is just toying with those defenders. Uh, it's a lesson on how to shield the ball, <laughs> one of them. And he, is, he is. He's got his arms outstretched. He's using his body. Mm. Dalglish-esque, almost. Yeah. But Roy um, hasn't got an arse like Dark Leash, though, has he? <laughs> yeah. And he is indeed shielding the ball. I've got, a fucking, I've got the best arse in football. It's the perfect <laughs> size and shape. Next question. <laughs> I like still shield the ball with it. <laughs> Not like fucking Dark Leash. Weighing him down. Doesn't fucking slow me down. Like a, I'm still like shit like off a, fucking, a shovel. Like a fucking hunchback. Like two um, fucking spheres of marble. That's my buttocks. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, nobody asked you a question, right? Whatever. This is what he's saying um, to the defender as he shields the ball. Uh, <laughs> Have a fucking grab on them if you like. You won't fucking you believe can, it. Yeah, fucking fingers will slide right off. There's no giving them whatsoever. <laughs> you will get no fucking purchase in that whatsoever. Rock hard. Jalapeño. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. Uh, as the Vale defenders became more and more desperate, um, as an elbow going into the back of Roy from a big ginger curly-haired defender with a moustache. Um... <laughs> Right in the back. Roy's with a free kick. Roy goes, ah! <laughs> As he goes down. And now then, Joe Bellamy, former captain of Walford and newly appointed club cunt, was renowned for his, in brackets, set piece, close, not brackets, inverted commas, set piece, <laughs> uh, and then ability. I'd, I'd, if I was going to go inverted commas there, I would do all of set piece ability. I wouldn't just do set piece, but it's not my comic. Um, he's um, so Joe do you never know one of the great games to play whilst reading Roy the Roses is where will they put the inverted commas because it could be random fucking anything they're completely randomised it's a piece of social history. It's where was where was the inverted comma scene? Yeah, in the early nineteen eighties. There's no, you, there's no, um, you couldn't, you couldn't code break where they use it. Even if you no. have what's his name Bletchley Park working on it, right? They wouldn't be yeah. able to work out any fucking consistent pattern to where the quote yeah. marks are used. They could be fucking anywhere. People talk about the early days of the internet as being like the Wild West mm. because there was so little regulation and just people just did whatever they wanted to do. This is like the Wild West of the inverted comma scene. Yeah. I think the early people, years. This was before, <laughs> just before people started doing the rabbit ears thing with their fingers. That was what happened. That that came in in about sort of 85, 86 time. First yeah. of all, I believe yeah. in the Detroit area of the United States and then it yeah. spread from there. Um, yeah, it was an attempt to regulate it a little bit more, wasn't it? And yeah. Try and, but they uh, started using codify. it to denote sarcasm, whereas mm. here, I mean, it could just it could just as well just all of a sudden be around the word mm. the. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you just don't know, do the you? Ball. You just don't know. Yeah. Hey, you should listen to that Top Flight Time Machine. That's that podcast I was telling you about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I pay, I pay, I pay, listen to it. It's six quid a month, right? And on the new one, they're talking about the inverted comma scene of the, in the of, 1980s. Of the early it's to brilliant. mid-80s, around 1983, when it got... Brilliant. You should I, give it a try. I never knew, but apparently the, the inverted comma scene then got really hot. It's really... No, it's worth <laughs> every penny. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> What's it called? It's called the Melchester so Odyssey. <laughs> Why is it called that? Because it's about a comic, Roy the Rovers. So why are they talking about inverted commas? Well, that's just the way they take it. <laughs> oh, so funny. They, they go off at a tangent all the time. It's brilliant. Make you a nice uh, tidy boy for mummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so Joe Bellamy looks like he's lining up to take this free kick. And uh, obviously, there's the crowd again. Go on, Joe, give it the lot. <laughs> oh. Lot. <laughs> uh, hammer it through the wall. Fuck off! I know and what I'm wall. doing. That doesn't, that doesn't seen... make any sense, you daft bastards. Have you seen this fucking wall? It's about the Seven whole team's in wall. it. 
There's seven, seven at the moment, men. and there's another cunt walking Isn't towards it? it, looking to join. Yeah, I don't think the wall's big enough. I'm going to join on the end of it. And they haven't even got one of those silly cunts lying behind it like they have nowadays. No. Maybe the ghost's going to come on lie <laughs> at the back. We'll be able to see him. Uh, so uh, Bellamy looks like he's about to take it, but Roy steps in front of him, and he just chips it over the wall and shouts, Alan Shields! <laughs> again. Which is the that, best thing yeah. Roy has ever shouted. I, I, again, I could imagine just cutting that one panel out and putting that on a T-shirt. Alan yeah. Shields, it's right up there with Make Your Nice Tidy Boy for Mummy and Chop Chop. Uh, Alan and Shields! <laughs> uh, Joe Bellamy goes, oh! Look at Roy's fucking face, big grin, because he's just completely shat all over Bellamy. Alan Shields is the code they have for this set piece it's not name of a player in the team there's not name of a player no it's just a thing and he's just he's cuckolded Bellamy here he's cunted him off yet again he's emasculated him and it chips over the wall and sure enough someone I'm guessing it might be Alan Shields does a diving header straight past the keeper Uh, yes shout the crowd Walford 3 Northville 0 fucking have that Um. Talk about quick thinking. Roy spotted Alan Shields sneaking in at the far post. And someone else says, it even surprised old Bellamy. Oh, it fucking didn't. Bellamy wasn't fucking even part of this. This is all Roy's doing. And, uh... Yay! Nice one, Tynecaster. Now, that's the other match, isn't it? Uh, Roy's thinking, huh? What's that sudden burst of cheering all about? Uh, and... Uh, so a fan replies to Roy's thoughts. That's oh, curious. Weird. Telekinetic shit. Thought. What's that sudden burst of cheering all about? So a fan replies. This is a fan yelled the news. Radio news flash, Roy. Radio news flash. <laughs> Time cars that have just scored at Melchester. They've taken a 2-1 lead. Oh, I couldn't give a fuck. Who scored? Well, Roy looks... He looks pensive, doesn't he? He's, he's going, oh, tough luck, Blackie. He thinks, I know the feeling. Everything's going right for me, and you're on the losing end. <laughs> Not for the first thinks, time, and I doubt the last. And he thinks, but that's football. <laughs> 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 I've moved on, and you're in the shit. Deal with it, There's Paul. no room for sentiment, Blackie. You'll be I've sacked made soon. Your bed. And I want you to know, when you are and you're back on the job market, I'm afraid there's no room for you here. I've moved on. You could have come with me, but you chose not to. Your face around this place would just bring me down. It will remind me of the past, <laughs> and I don't want to think about that. I've never felt more alive since I left you behind, Paul. I've got this lad, Joe Bellamy. He's an absolute cunt, but I'm so exhilarated by being in his company because the challenge... <laughs> of cuckolding him on a daily basis has <laughs> just made me rediscover my mojo <laughs> he's coming at me day after day and at first I let him just to give him a full sense of security but now I am hammering in a nail every fucking day it feels, he's almost broken Blackie it feels fucking great Blackie it reminds me of the first time I met you it's, it's got that sort of buzz every day I wake up I leap out of bed thinking what can I do to torture Joe Bellamy today <laughs> and the great thing about him is he never gives up Ever. Every time <laughs> I think I've coming. crushed him, he comes back for more. And you know what I love? I'm doing it all on my own. Doing it on my terms. <laughs> I'm my own man. Independent trolling <laughs> of a once mighty <laughs> footballer. 
<laughs> now reduced to the status of club cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thinks uh, he's thinking I can't let my personal feelings stop me from doing my best for Walford so he's sad that Melchester are losing and then once again uh, he dances around uh, oh he, he nicks the ball off one of the uh, Northfield players who goes oof what a tackle um, Roy's tackle began a move that he finished off in style obviously <laughs> fucking whacks it in with the rocket the Yes! Racy's hat trick! Good start of the season, this, isn't it? For Walford. Uh, at full time. Seems to be a bit of a, uh, a, a lap of honour. What a dream start to the season for Roy as well as Walford. He's really settling in with us at long last. Fucking hell. He's really setting in at that long last. Where were these cunts before Roy came along? Nowhere. Yeah. Just Harvey Rawson's blank checkbook is all he had. Another set of entitled fans. Yeah. Roy race, Roy race. They all sing. And then the the tone completely shifts on the back page because we've got uh, much later that evening, we've got Roy emerging from um, the players' area and there's all the press men with their cameras and their notebooks and their finely combed hair. Uh, Roy says, sorry lads, no more interviews, no more photographs. I'm really bushed. <laughs> and one of the pig faces says, just one more question, Roy. <laughs> About this. <laughs> Any particular reason for going to the Wolford Supporters Club dance with <gasps> Sandy Lewis? Sandy Lewis is in And I noticed your penny's got a bit of a... Dowdy hairstyle recently. No wonder you, you've been teaching to stray. Happens to the best of us. Well, not me. I may be seeing prostitutes on account of me so, being so physically disgusted. Come on, Roy. We'll give you ten grand for the exclusive. Come on. Fill the Come beans. on, Roy. What's her fanny like? <laughs> Has she got one of them Brazilians they are going about now? Oh. Carol right. Uh, we're only doing our no, job. Except that <laughs> it'd be the same if you were us. It's in the public interest, Roy. You can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> he says no, except that she needed an escort. Not that kind. Uh, he says, but why don't you ask my secretary yourself? I'm far too busy to discuss such rubbish. <laughs> and then the photographer shouts, "Hey, Roy!" He's about to take his photograph. Now, look at that speech bubble there. It's been done in viral. Yeah, it's so strange. I was just looking at that. They've done it last they, minute. They must have. They've done it last minute. It's, it's Skew or whoever's done this, David Skew, has forgotten to put any. Do you think that bubble was left blank before? Do you think it said something in it like someone had accidentally printed the word cunt and they spotted it last minute? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Tipexed over and it. And just like quickly, like, tipex yeah. over and wrote, hey, Roy. See, it looks like a bubble that's I only think, big enough um, for one word. Yeah, my suspicion is that David Skew was far too preoccupied with drawing Sandy Lewis. Yeah, yeah, so he forgot about uh, words. concentrate on the speech bubbles No words necessary this week, golf. It's just Sandy Lewis. Um, A figure uh, paints a a thousand pictures. I've done uh, 39 drawings of her. You can choose your favourite. I'll keep the others. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 37 of these are nude. 
I'll put the clothes on later. Just tell us which one you want. like, all these people going out. I've got mates who spend up to, you know, 30, 40 quid a month on jazz mags. You know, Escort, <laughs> Mayfair, all that. Pen- Readers' wives. Penthouse, White House, the lot. Right? And I just say, you're mad. I was born with a gift. The gift to draw. Right? So I sit at home with my pen and paper. And if I'm feeling a bit frisky, whatever I imagine, whatever kind of beauty I want, I can create there and then. I can just create whatever I want. I'm, I've never spent a penny on pornography in my whole life. <laughs> and every time I draw I could... a naked lass, right, and then I have one off the wrist, do you know what I do afterwards after I've washed my hands and had a short nap? I put <laughs> the equivalent sum that I would have spent on a magazine in a little saving pot. And that builds up, and at the end of the year, I spend it on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got um, one of the most dramatic frames I've seen since the time Roy was shot it's rem- reminiscent of the exact frame when he was shot actually yeah he turns and he lashes out ah! and he says ah I said no more photographs and as he turns back away from the photographer he bumps into none other than Sandy Lewis. And he says, oh, sorry, Sandy. She says, hey! <laughs> hey! Hey, you nudged uh, me! And uh, it's then as Roy clutched at his secretary to prevent her from falling. Oh, clutch. He's almost... He's, all, he's got one hand on her shoulder, another around her waist. Not quite on the tit. He's got one just creeping towards her under tit. If they were allowed to, if Skew had been allowed to, he would have put one on, on the tit. Um, and it, it, So they're in this compromising position, you could call it, and a voice from the side of the frame says, Roy! And he turns around and goes, Oh, heck, Penny! <laughs> this is, we're getting into the realms of farce here, aren't we? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Um, oh, heck! Which, of course, is shorthand for fuck. Oh, fuck! Penny! <laughs> it says, Roy stared in dismay at the angry face of his wife. But, but, I, I, I th- th- thought you were in Crete! <laughs> what kind of excuse is that? Like, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was chitting <laughs> her up, but to be in my defence, I thought you was in Crete. <laughs> if I'd known you were in, there's no way I would have felt her tits. Uh, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> And she says, so I see. And there we are. That's where we leave it. It's more trouble for Roy off the pitch, just when things are going right on the pitch. And it says, next week, and in inverted commas, the phrase, you were the worst player on the park. Who's that going to be, I wonder? I do not know. But we'll find out in next week's edition couple of other things in this one there's the league ladders shoot magazine advert Ooh, great. which always uh, gives me a bit of a thrill yeah, when i see that that's brilliant league ladders was always a great time of the season you knew the season was starting when the league ladders came um and it says plus first set of team tabs so that's nice and um there's also a curious thing in the the talking page damien white of tullamore county offaly era 
as the Republic of Ireland is sometimes called, says, I've been reading Roy of the Rovers since the paper was first published and I've always enjoyed your talking pages. A question for you, Roy. Why do people talk of England's first home defeat by a foreign country as being the 3-6 hammering by Hungary at Wembley in 1953? Many people forget that four years earlier, my own country, the Republic of Ireland, beat England 2-0 at Goodison Park. The Irish Republic are totally independent from England and have been since early 1949. What have you got to say to this, Roy? <laughs> now, this is Roy. The Lewis. Irish question. At the, height of the, at the height of the troubles, yeah. the Irish question is tackled by Roy, and he says, I think it's because a lot of people still regard error as part of the United Kingdom. Oh, oh Roy! Oh, fuck it, hell! Roy, you're going to get <laughs> oh. a fucking bomb under the Lambo oh. with that kind of chat. He says, simply because it's geographically so close and the national team is always made up from players from the English League. Oh, right. Oh, fuck me. Uh, Fans certainly wouldn't have regarded error as foreign, in inverted commas, uh, on September 21st, 1949, when the match against England took place. I'm sure I'm right in saying that not many people would look upon the Republic as foreign. On the other hand, hand... Hungary certainly Hungary is. Certainly is. <laughs> Trust me, I've fucking been there. It's like a, di- I tell you, it's like a different country. Quite literally, <laughs> the food is fucking mad. They got this thing called langos. They it's talk- like a savoury donut. It's fucking lunacy. They go around. They talk absolute gobbledygook. Gibberish. I didn't understand a word of it. Absolute gibberish. The, the the fucking houses are different. The cars are different. The women are different. Fuck that. Ireland, on the other hand, uh, is like a, it's sort of like a version of England. I would say a less good one. Anyway, uh, all the best. Uh, <laughs> I had a cup of coffee there and it tasted like a fucking muddy puddle water, basically. <laughs> I will not be returning no anytime way. soon. No way. <laughs> Thanks for reading. So there we are. That's uh, Roy's take on the Irish situation. Um, different times. Can't there believe he fucking had the balls to say that. I mean, I'm actually quite shocked by that response. I hope it doesn't open old wounds. Uh, yeah, and, I hope so too, God. Because, you know, Roy's still a going concern, isn't he? Um, well, pe- peace is always fragile, mate. It's always fragile. Yeah, absolutely. If there's any message that's going to come out of this episode, it's that. Yes. Peace. Peace. <laughs>